Hello and welcome to this impromptu reaction podcast on the Asia Healthcare Podcast. Yesterday, I shared via Twitter that China has updated its National Reimbursement Drug List, or NRDL. And since there were quite a lot of likes and retweets, on a whim, I thought maybe I can add some value in talking about this for a few minutes. I wanted to bring in a real China expert to talk about this with me, but unfortunately, I couldn't get a hold of anyone in such short notice. So I'll just offer a few top level thoughts here about this new update. I've been reading a few notices and updates from the government as well as some Chinese commentary, so I'll try to summarize them here. So just to set the context for those who are not familiar with uh, China's NRDL, it's basically a list of drugs that the government will reimburse its citizens for. The main idea is that drugs can be expensive and the government wants to alleviate the financial burden it has on patients. So there are two main types of drugs on the list. Type A drugs are those that are 100% reimbursed, and these are mostly essential drugs that have been around for a long time and are mostly generics by now. Type B drugs are the more high-value innovative drugs treating more complex diseases like cancer or hepatitis, and they are mostly patent-protected, manufactured overseas, and a lot of them are... Well, I'd say most of them are pretty expensive, and for that reason, they are only partially reimbursed. Uh, On Tuesday, China announced that the NRDL is adding 148 drugs to the latest version, and some other drugs are going to undergo a negotiation process um, to see if they can agree on a price point that would allow them to be included in the NRDL as well. The list... Uh, comes into effect on January 1st, 2020, and I imagine by then all the price negotiations will have been completed and some drugs will be added to the NRDL in time. Okay, so first of all, of the 148 new drugs, 47 are Western drugs and 101 are traditional Chinese medicines, or TCMs. The new additions consist of drugs that were prioritized by the government. So these include treatments for critical illnesses such as cancer, rare diseases, uh, some pediatric drugs, and other chronic diseases as well. Secondly, this update can be regarded more as a refinement rather than an expansion of the list. So this time only 148 drugs were added to the list, but whereas if you look at the last four times the NRDL was updated, The first time it was updated was 2004, and then 2009, 2017, and now 2019. 2009's update was the biggest in terms of the number of drugs added with around 450. 2017's update added 339, and this time you only see 148 drugs being added. So you can see that there's a downward trend in the number of drugs that are being included. So what does this mean? As the reimbursement list has expanded in the last decade, you see a lesser need for China to incorporate more drugs into the list because it has been filling these treatment gaps that the list previously had for so long. A lot of important uh, treatments for various diseases that were only available in the West are now on the list. So there is less urgency for the Chinese government to try to fill these gaps. 
well, maybe not less urgency, but let's just say there are less gaps now to fill. There is still unmet needs such as uh, some orphan diseases, so hopefully um, these orphan drugs can find a spot on the list in the future. Um, the quality of drugs on the list also has improved, so that now it's harder to get on the list. Not only do you have domestic uh, pharma companies now making high-value drugs to compete with the foreign pharmas, government policies continue to exert pricing pressure on medicines, and so um, to really stand out, you need to price your drugs attractively and also make sure that it does add some clinical value to the market by you know showing that it is better than the current standard of care. In addition to these 148 new drugs being added, 150 drugs are also being removed at the same time. So I don't know what these drugs are, but I imagine they are drugs which are very old, not really prescribed anymore, or there are other better alternatives now being used. Or in some cases, maybe the manufacturer's licenses have been revoked, uh, and so these drugs get kicked off as well. But what I read was that from a press conference yesterday, officials from the National Health Security Administration said since the first NRDL was published in the year 2000, this is the first time they did a comprehensive review of the list. So imagine um, this removal of 150 drugs is part of a kind of cleanup of the list. And on top of this, 74 type B drugs will now be recategorized as type A, which means it will become fully reimbursed. Okay, so the last issue to discuss, I guess it's an important issue, is the negotiation list. So price negotiation is a mechanism that really took off in 2017 um, when the government updated the NRDL but set aside a list of drugs that they wanted to be in the list, but because they were too expensive for the insurance funds to swallow, couldn't be on the list. So instead of just leaving them off, uh, the government started price negotiations with pharmas who made these drugs to see if they can come to a compromise. So if they can lower the price of their drugs by this much, the government will agree to add their drugs to the NRDL. Uh, and what we see is that historically in 2017, 36 drugs were negotiated successfully. And then last year, 17 drugs were also negotiated as well. And these include, you know, high value drugs like liraglutide, which is a Victoza, trastuzumab, which is Roche's Herceptin. And when that was added, I remember in 2017, uh, Roche agreed to slash its price by 66%, I believe. Uh, and then also um, Tegrisso. AstraZeneca's uh, lung cancer drug. This time, the government said 128 drugs are being shortlisted for price negotiations. And out of these 128, 109 are Western drugs and 19 are TCMs. So of these 128 drugs, they treat therapeutic areas like cancer, rare diseases, uh, major diseases like Hep C, Hep B, and other chronic diseases and conditions like uh, hypertension and diabetes. Many products are uh, new drugs that, are, that have been approved in recent years by the CFDA, or now it's called the NMPA, National Medical Products Administration. So a lot of these 
drugs that are being negotiated have been approved only in, in recent years. So you could see some innovative drugs from domestic companies as well. Okay, so I guess that is it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope this was a useful recap of the NRDL update. For now, we'll have to wait and see how the price negotiations turn out. Um, but since the NRDL take effect on January 1st, I imagine they'll announce which drugs are successfully negotiated by the end of the year. Uh, and maybe when that happens, I'll be able to grab someone to talk to me about it. Until then, see you next time.